Good morning, Di, and welcome back to the local paleo show. Good morning, Alan and Mark. So great to see you guys again. It's been a long time. Our pleasure, our pleasure. Good morning, Mr. Mark, Monsieur Mark. Good morning. Comment ça va? I take it, yeah. Oh, yes, on plan, on plan form. Merci. He <laughs> says with his best British English French accent. We have, uh, we have to show off our French, right? Okay. A petit peu. C'est merveilleux, oui. Oui, oui. Okay. Um, so, Dai, um, thank you again for coming back on our show to talk about your COVID-19 experience. Mm. Could you give us a quick reminder about you and your background, please? Sure. I'll give you the abbreviated version. I'm uh, 43 mm. years young and uh, a proud father of two teenage girls. They're now 15 and 17, Chardonnay and Brie. Yes, wine and cheese. And uh, <laughs> my, I've been dating my wife now for 20 years, which is remarkable when I think about it. It's like, wow, that's a long time. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I've been in the sort of coaching wellness space for going on 25 years now. Pretty much since I was 18, I started coaching and mentoring people and, and, and really how to create powerful transformations, not only in through fitness, nutrition, mindset, but really just about life and lifestyle. And so lots of different capacities of doing that, but uh, just through the iterations over the last 25 years, you know, I, mm -hmm. I like to think I keep improving like a fine wine and I'm getting more effective and efficient and helpful in how I support people in my communities, both online and offline. So uh, yeah, right. that's, that's sort of the abbreviated version. So you like the French culture so much, you have to call your daughters by uh, <laughs> yeah. by wine and cheese, yeah? If, exactly. I'm, I'm French and I wouldn't dare call my son Brie, but uh, maybe come <laughs> maybe come on there. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, come we on there. We shared a lot of bottles of uh, of Chardonnay, obviously, when uh, before we had Chardonnay, my eldest, uh, and, uh, and we needed something that went along with wine, you know, that, okay. that name. So Brie Lynn, and then we just shortened it to Brie. So it's uh, it works. Good. People remember yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, tell us what has been your experience so far with the COVID nineteen situation. Well, being perfectly honest and transparent, it's been challenging. You know, uh, mm -hmm. there's been some ups uh, as well, but there's also been quite a few downs. And, you know, I transitioned back. I've been living in Bali the last two and a half years with my family, and they transitioned back last uh, July. And then I followed suit in January because I had some commitments to, to tie up. And so I relocated back to Vancouver, Canada, um, but it wasn't COVID related. It was just life related. You know, it was, it was time to move back to Vancouver for our kids to finish up their high school uh, here because mm -hmm. it was just a lot cleaner and easier for them. And and uh, we had made that that deal with them when we started traveling five years ago that at any time, if they wanted to go back to Vancouver to finish school, we would honor it. And so uh, they pulled the trigger on that. So away we did, went. And, but then, you know, as I had transitioned back to Vancouver, it was literally about four weeks later, about mid-February, uh, COVID, the, the whole world sort of blew up. And yeah. um My business, uh, which I was coaching and mentoring, because uh, I do a lot of business work as well, helping entrepreneurs with developing their online platforms and scaling. And uh, yeah. a lot of them were in events businesses. And as you can imagine, when travel restrictions came in and, and events were being canceled because of group sizes, uh, their businesses were greatly affected. And of course, their ability to, to continue working with me was also compromised. So I saw my yeah. business literally cut by about 75%, which was... <laughs> rather startling and yeah. uh so compounding that also i'm autoimmune compromised 
So mm -hmm. we were on sort of high alert because, geez, we just don't really understand this virus yet. And uh, yeah, yeah. so I found myself going into isolation and self-quarantining really early, even before they were recommending that was the course of action for everybody, especially in Canada. And uh, I'm a very social guy. I, I, I'm an ambivert, so I work, I, I'm naturally introverted, so I need a lot of downtime to recharge, but I love being extroverted, so my business is very extra, you know, yeah. I, I do a lot of events and work with a lot of communities, and, and, and I love that social aspect, so all of a sudden that going from, you know, these in-person events that I would help facilitate or participate in, they, they literally disappeared overnight, and some of them have transitioned online, but it's just not the same thing, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's, you, you know, it's just been an adjustment, a bit of a pivot, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, to, to try to adapt to this new situation we're all finding ourselves in. And really, the last four weeks, it started to be on, a, on a, an upswing, you know, as, as I think things have started to lax in Canada, especially Vancouver. We, we've done a really good job at, at flattening that curve, as they say. And, and so they've started to relax things. So we're starting to see some smaller groups come together. The gyms have just started to reopen. A lot of retail and services have started to reopen. Again, heavily restricted based on processes, but at least they're starting to open up again. So, you know, that, that's it in a nutshell, you know, right, sort of right. where I'm at right now. I'm on an upside Sorry. right now. <laughs> So, so are you guys uh, still in confinement or is it relaxed now more? It's relaxed, but like my wife, uh, her company, they're still working remotely and yeah. um, they have plans to continue that way at least to the fall, which is fine. A lot of companies are still doing that. Uh, myself, I, I did a lot of stuff online already and so mm -hmm. that sort of continued onward. Uh, the kids aren't going to be back in school till the fall. They started letting some students in, but it was very different how they were sort of phasing that in. And uh, for our kids, it just made sense for them to continue at home. And uh, it, it's been okay, you know, starting to see these laxing of, of some of the restrictions, which just gives everybody that little bit of boost of confidence and, and hope mm -hmm. that uh, there's light there at the end of that tunnel and, and we're going to start to see life resume again. But there's still a lot of questions and and i don't yeah. feel all the answers are there yet and, and to be honest i don't think the government knows either they're like you know day to day <laughs> week yeah, to yeah. week figuring things out well, based on the data you know some people i guess uh i don't know if it's on purpose or they're trying to keep us on our toes by uh, telling us it's going to come back in the fall so um right. what's your take on that what do you feel it, you know, it, it's easy to go down the sort of uh, that conspiracy theory track. I know everyone, I've got a couple of people that I'm connected with online and seeing some of their posts and the conversations they're participating in. I'm like, ah, okay, well, maybe I'm naive. I, I don't know. But uh, I don't, I like to think that the government's try, not trying to manipulate things and there's not a bigger agenda we're not aware of. Uh, mm. So I'm optimistic that, you, you know, we're, we're going to see ourselves get right back into flow. At least it's going to be different, I think, until they have a, a, a vaccine, obviously. And, right. But I, I like to think come the fall, my kids will be back in school. Maybe the way that they participate in school will probably change, um, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And uh, there's probably still going to be some sort of social distancing or, or restrictions. And that's fine. I understand that. Uh, but I'm optimistic that come the fall, we'll, we'll start to see more normalcy. And um, mm. But do I really know for sure? Well, of course not. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just going off sort of the trend right now, and we've seen things start to lax, and I hope that trend continues. But, yeah, you, you guys are absolutely right. You know, like come the fall, and if we lax things too quickly and we start bringing groups together, there was an event on the weekend, and uh, they, they did find 15 cases because of this this group that didn't adhere to 
you know, mm-hmm. keeping the size smaller and uh, weren't strong on the, so, uh, on the social distancing. So they had this cluster just this past weekend uh, here in British Columbia and uh, like 15 new cases, which is crazy because we were only doing one or two a day for the weeks leading up to that. So it's just reassured people that we can't relax too quickly and start letting people congregate in larger groups yet because they just, there's still the, the concern that things can spread. So um, yeah, it's, it's a weird place to be, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Well, um <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. We are, <laughs> we are definitely on the conspiracy side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've noticed that uh, in America, we're up to two, two million cases almost. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't see Canada in here in my list. Uh, mm. You probably, oh, yes. Uh, wow, that's very low 98,000 yeah. cases. Mm-hmm. That's very low. Been- You've been very lucky. Yeah. And just to be fair, you know, we our two most populated provinces are Quebec and, and Ontario. So Toronto, yeah. Montreal, Ottawa, you know, some of those cities probably ring a bell. And uh, they there's been criticism that they haven't been doing enough testing or, or ramping up testing to enough volume. Um, so those numbers may be, in, and I would probably presume, a little bit lower than what they actually are, just based on the limitation of not getting enough testing out there. But, uh, you know, obviously the article I saw yesterday, you know, was really hammering home that the CDC in the States and some of the, you know, incorrect numbers being reported. And uh, yeah. so that always, you know, it definitely affects uh, our confidence <laughs> in whatever's being reported. And, and so I, I think it just... Yeah, we, we, we got to question things, you know, uh, but I'd yeah, rather yeah. play it safe than, than be a little bit too uh, liberal and relaxed and, and especially because uh, of my health condition. So I'm a little bit uh, selfish okay, on yeah. that side of things, but uh, no, it's no. not something I want to contract, you know. You got to take care of yourself and protect yourself. Um, I, I, you know, on that subject, uh, I feel that pretty much all governments have been slacking off when it came to reacting. Mm. You know, so there's a fine line, obviously, between underreacting and overreacting. Right. So they they drag their feet for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden it was panic, you know, which, of course, freaked out everybody instead of yeah. being more uh, pr- progressively, you know, approaching the issue and um, having the proper equipment in place and all that protection for the medical uh, workers and so on. So on the health side of thing, uh, how have you uh, supported and improved your immune system to protect yourself? Well, I've been doing my darndest. I, I'm so I'm I, immunocompromised. Uh, I have an autoimmune disease, autoimmune neutropenia. Uh, so my, my my bones they produce some. My bone marrow is very healthy. I've been told from a hematologist, it produces plenty of. of good stuff you know like a lot Mm -hmm. of healthy platelets and neutrophils but my body kills off my neutrophils quicker than Mm -hmm. i can produce them so it leaves me with a very very low number Uh, which just means you know if i get a scrape or a cut um, even if i'm exposed to a certain virus uh, i i have very little defense and to the point that you know what happened most recently, uh, I was hospitalized for three days. And during those three days, I had to have an, um, an abscess uh, drained uh, based right. on uh, an infection that had ensued from a, a basically, a, a, <laughs> I had a hemorrhoid, you know, <laughs> I had mm-hmm. a little hemorrhoid, which for most people is not a big deal. And, uh, but unfortunately, because I had no immune system and, and 
there was an abscess that that formed um, not in my rectum, but uh, pretty close to that area, and I needed to go and have it uh, drained, and I had to go on some pretty heavy antibiotics, which, you know, there's a whole nother conversation there about antibiotics, and and I try to abstain from any sort of pharmaceuticals as best I can, but in my situation, I needed them, uh, and it got pretty severe. But to answer your question, you know, what have I been doing? You know, I live a lifestyle that supports healthy immune systems. You know, I I really focus on the nutrition and and how I fuel myself and really pay attention to whole foods as best I can, really limited to, to no preservatives as best I can, you know, shopping local organic as best I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I also have a very active lifestyle. So I try to move my body, exercise a regular right. component of it, um, practice meditation, mm-hmm. get good sleep, drink lots of water. Like there's certain habits that I've been instilled with for really most of my life. Um, right. But when I became or I learned of my, my autoimmune um, uh, issue, I, I became a little bit more aware of some of my choices. So for the most part, I've been really good at, at doing it, but every once in a while, there's a flare-up due to um, a complication, you know, that just, right, right. unfortunately, it goes that direction, you know. Have you uh, added any particular vitamins or any additional products to, to protect yourself uh, besides your regular regimen? Yeah, I mean, I've been... Uh, using CBD, uh, you know, and, and again, there's not enough, <laughs> I, I think, research to really, and to be honest, I haven't noticed a massive shift, uh, so it, it's hard for me to speak to. I don't think I've been using it long enough to, I've noticed that my inflammation in my body's reduced just based on how my body feels, mm-hmm. um, so I'm presuming that, you know, with inflammation coming down, it's going to help my immune system. Uh, again, these are all things I'm I'm going off what I'm personally feeling and experiencing, but uh, without the, the, the one saving grace is I do get to test my, every week I, I have a standing order, so I have to go get my blood work done every week. Mm-hmm. And so I can sort of track some of these, these uh, like my white platelet counts, my, my red platelet counts, uh, my neutrophils. And so I know that certain things are are maintained, if not boosted slightly, just based on lifestyle. But there's so many different things that I'm I have going on. I, I for me to isolate any one thing and say this is what's creating the greatest response for me, the positive response, it'd be really hard uh, to, yeah. to 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 speak to that, and because I don't want to misinform people. Um, but yeah. I, I have lots of turmeric. You know, we eat that naturally. I take some turmeric uh, supplements, and there's a couple other things I, I take, uh, especially fish oils, uh, to try to keep. Uh, again, it's inflammation control is really what I'm most focused on. You know, if I can keep information yeah. down, I, I feel good. I feel my head feels clear. Um, and I also recognize that some of the other symptoms that are normally associated with my autoimmune issue uh, don't don't come around, you know? Um, now, I know you're very big on exercise. So how do you exercise? Have you changed your routine? Are you doing uh, most of your exercise at home or do you go out and run and do things like that? Yeah, well, I did adapt, and like many people, you know, where I would have a nice balance of, of going to the gym to do more my strength training with weights, um, that wasn't an option. So I started doing more calisthenics type resistance training uh, at home, uh, yoga at home. I also, I'm very fortunate. We live on the 33rd floor in a condo uh, building, and uh, I use the stairwell. So I'd wear my, you know, 25 pound vest, and I'd be doing flights up and down, uh, mm. usually for an hour. And uh, so I rack up a lot of 
cardio and, and a little bit of strength there as well. And, and that became my main go-to for cardio. So I wouldn't have to go outside. And nice thing was I'm the only one in the stairwell. There's nobody else ever using it. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been a nice little playground for me. But um, yeah, so that's sort of been my, my uh, structure around the fitness side of things. But it's a nice balance. You know, I'm trying to keep mobility going because I do, like many of us, find ourselves sitting behind a computer a lot more right now. Um, also we live in a small condo, so, you know, uh, not having the opportunity to go outside as much, especially during the first few months, uh, you, you, you go a little stir crazy, right? So it was important for me to have things to just keep my body moving, to keep me mentally, uh, happy to be quite honest. Right, right. Speaking yeah. of which, uh, how do you handle and deal with, you know, uh, stress, emotional challenges and mm -hmm. such as, you know, this particular situation? Well, same as what I've always done to sort of manage stress and, and, and some anxiety or angst that comes with some of the situations we've been finding ourselves in. I, um, you know, a little bit of breath work here and there, uh, especially during yoga practice and doing a daily yoga practice I found has been really useful and, and helpful for me emotionally uh, and psychologically. But also specifically physically, you know, just having that nice range of motion, uh, reduced aches and pains, and just having that uh, sort of real present in the moment kind of experience when you do yoga, like you really feel into your body, you feel into the breath. Um, I do a program called Manflow Yoga, which is, uh, it's just, it's a guy that's a yogi instructor out of Austin, Texas, and he's got this great platform, and uh, he has all these different programs, so it's like a little Netflix model membership site, so I get these videos, so I'm not doing them on my own, I've got someone I can follow along with, and yeah, yeah. and I love that, because, you know what, all day long I'm working with clients, so I'm always helping people figure out what to do, and when it comes to some things, like my own fitness, I know I can do what I want to do, but... Sometimes I like to just follow a program. I like to be told, oh, here's what you're going to do today. Because I really like that. You know, I, sometimes mm -hmm. I, I, I just don't have to think about it. I just go and I do. <laughs> and and yeah. I feel good for it. So uh, yoga has been a, the one consistent thing that's really uh, helped a lot. Good, good. So um, meditation, maybe? How's your sleep as well? Yeah, sleep's pretty solid. Like, I, I, it's interesting. I, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. I can get to sleep pretty quick. Uh, I my go zone seems to be that six to seven hour window, you know? So as long as I'm getting six to seven hours, I feel great. Um, I'm highly functional. Uh, my day winds down and I'm usually in bed, you know, between nine and 10, almost every night. And, and then up usually between 4.30 to 5.30. That's just sort of that window. And that's how I operate best. Uh, I've been doing that for a long time, you know, an early riser, because I, I really like my mornings and that's when I'm most productive. So I try to, you know, as long as I get my sleep and I get the hard stuff done first thing, uh, things flow really well. Uh, but that's that's me, you know, like, and I know everyone has to sort of figure out what works for them. And, and it's a little bit of an experimentation to figure that out. But once you figure it out, it, it's, you know, as long as you're committed to that and, and you recognize the value of maintaining that kind of a uh, I'm not saying be so rigid or prescriptive that you don't give yourself opportunity to just live life, uh, sort of on the in that sort of flow state. But for me, it, it works to have that that structure, you, you know, especially with family and yeah. and just the way life is right now. Specifically, mm -hmm. it, I find it's really useful having some structure to to follow, some routine, especially because again, that's also reduces my stress a little bit, makes me feel a little bit less anxious, knowing what I'm doing, what I'm working on. Oh, this is when I have my workout block 
planned for today. So I have things to look forward to, but I also, I just have a little bit of order within what feels very chaotic in the world today. <laughs> and right, uh, right. So, so that's worked for me, you know, and, and I invite others, you know, to just get organized. You know, I yeah, think it helps I've, with productivity. <laughs> I've, I've heard that before from other people. Uh, uh, set yourself up on some kind of schedule, you know, so many hours of work, so, you know, take a break, have a lunch, then go back to work. I mean, uh, a routine helps a lot with uh, potential emotional or, you know, being bored or yes. whatever other issues. Uh, I know it took me a couple of weeks to find my groove as far as mm. scheduling my day, but uh, especially during during the week, um, I've got my schedule down pretty. Uh, yeah, that's great. Pretty consistent, so makes um, a difference, huh? It makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, as far as um, do you have any personal stories to share about this particular situation or uh, any issues with? Um, well, you know, yeah. Actually, well. About two years ago, I, I, while living in Bali, I started uh, a, a group that would meet uh, weekly called Mentorship Mondays. And so capital M-E-N, so Mentorship Mondays. It was a men's group that would gather every Monday, have dinner and conversation together. And uh, it, it was a free event to attend. People just show up and, and we'd connect. Uh, there's quite a bit of camaraderie. There's this connection, but it was also creating the space that uh, allowed men to be vulnerable, to, to share what struggles they're experiencing or also just to celebrate some wins and have that acknowledged by another man without the fear of judgment uh, fear that hey anything i share with you right now could potentially be used against me later you know like it, there's sort of these these stereotypes or cliches that are attached with with manhood right and and i mm -hmm. i'm just saying that because i've grown up with a lot of these stereotypes and i know it's affecting me so i consciously wanted to make some shifts personally uh, especially over the last five years to to have some deeper relationships with other men you know, not feel right, so right. threatened. Uh, and so we started holding these weekly sessions. And uh, the Bali group is still running because uh, a friend of mine joined right away. He, was, I, I, he had experience running men's groups. I didn't have a lot of experience. I was like, hey, I got this idea. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, of course I'll be there. And so he's maintained the Bali group. Uh, and mm -hmm. since I relocated back to Vancouver, we started them here. But the beautiful thing about it was always an in-person gather right you know yeah, it was yeah. like these groups would meet together in person share some food have a great conversation and and support one another and so when i moved back to vancouver i we, we were fortunate we had three in-person mondays and then the restrictions came out and it was like nope no more groups you know and we're like oh okay well i guess we'll pivot we'll go online and so we've been running them online via zoom every monday it's a different dynamic you know yes. and uh it, it's I don't want to say one's better or and one's not because we've seen guys that don't have access to live in the, the areas where we've been running these groups um, start plugging in, which has been mm. really neat. And, and especially dealing with some of the challenges that we're facing today, especially I mean, a lot of people are, are, are financially struggling and feeling that pressure because incomes have been compromised or entirely just gone and yeah. government's doing what it can to support. But this is creating a lot of stress and internal angst for people. Um, and so where do we have the opportunity to share that? Specifically, even as a man who's, you know, we often think of ourselves as the provider, as the hunter, the gatherer, right? Like it's yeah. our responsibility and uh, to provide for our family, to protect them. And, and all of a sudden we lose our career. 
you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're fired or laid off because the company's gone out of business, you know, because there's no more customers buying their, their mm. products, their services, their offerings. And so there, it's been really interesting to see these conversations and how this groups come together to support one another. As I always say, you know, we have some great conversations started or beginning on those, you know, 90 minute calls, but the conversations carry forward throughout the rest of the week when we use WhatsApp groups to do that. And uh, some of the friendships and the support, and it's just been really incredible to see. And, and so I, I, I invite others out there, you know, if you feel like you need a support system or a support group to connect with, there's lots of options out there. You just got to go find them, right? Or in my case, if I couldn't find them, I just make them. <laughs> you know, I, I just will start a group and I'll put an invite out to some close friends. We're like, this is my idea. You know, do you want to do this? Do you want to be a part of this? Do you see value in us supporting each other this way? And most people are very open to it, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. so that's well, that's sort of a personal anecdote of just what I've experienced. And, and I'm very grateful to have that regular connection with the, this group of men and the, the group's growing. And uh it's just it's just been really uh, valuable you know yeah yeah i know that uh, women always been very good at mm -hmm. having their their girls groups right yeah. and uh, kind yeah. of supporting each other so i'm glad that men are starting to come around to this idea because uh we we do need it. we we have we have issues that um are easier to share with another man as long as we know we're not going to be judged and Correct. I'm also part of a men's group as well here oh, locally, and um, it is there's something liberating about being able to open, you know, open your your emotions because typically men are not allowed to express your emotions, mm -hmm. especially in front of other men, uh, because you know, like you say, the society expects us to be strong and a provider and this and that, and and to be able to share your concerns and your stress your worries and so on with with um, um, another young men group that mm -hmm. i think that is important for mental health as well because yes uh, people uh, men in general tend to regroup or to recoil and hide their feelings and then uh, one day you know something happens and they explode and that's that's when, you know, uh, emotional abuse happen, you know, emotional, yes. physical abuse, which is a concern uh, in this particular situation because, like, uh, like you said, men losing their job, that puts a lot of stress financially and emotionally mm -hmm. on them, and some could take it out on their, you know, fam family. Yeah. And yeah. so that's definitely something to be aware of and... Encourage men out there to mm -hmm. join groups and share their challenges and, and frustrations, and, and you know, just put it out there, air it, so it doesn't explode in your you know family environment. Yeah, because uh, there's well, there's that issue that not a lot of people talk about, uh, whether it's in press or so on, that um, the consequences of the shutdown not just the financial, but the emotional side of thing that a lot of people mm. are not addressing, not enough, mm. anyway. Good, yeah. good for you. <laughs> um, and your, your Canadian guys are usually uh, nice, so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's got to be a, a nice group. Good for it's you. A, well, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And yeah, we, we got 
guys from the States tuning in. I still, and because of the Bali and the time change, it actually works really well for them to tune into the Vancouver, like the Pacific time zone, because uh, it's like mid-morning for them the next day. So we actually have a couple of Bali guys also tuning in. Even though they go to the Monday night one in Bali, they also come to like their Tuesday morning one because it's just a different group and another opportunity to connect with some other guys. And uh, yeah. so it's been kind of neat. And we have a Toronto group or an, uh, an Eastern time zone one that started a uh, about a month and a half ago and so we got a guy in toronto that originally came to the one in bali moved back to canada and was like i really want to start my own mentorship monday here can we do that and i was like of course you know like we, we encourage people like we just give them a template this is how we run the meeting here you go game on you know like it's not it's not i mean it's not even a non-profit it's like it's just a bunch of guys coming together to support each other it's like there's no yeah, yeah. agenda it's just like here it is like man, it's just men meeting with each other. And we just have created a, a simple framework that people can plug and play. And so uh, I always say to people, like, if you're interested, just let me know. I got a Google Doc. Here you go. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe <laughs> if you need some help. Oh, I can help, you know. Yeah. Maybe you uh, should, uh, I should join. Are you accepting French people? Absolutely. We actually have, uh, uh, well, Pierre, uh, he started coming to the one in Bali just over a year ago. And uh, he actually rented one of the rooms. And, uh, when he first moved to, to Bali, he rented a room, him and his wife, and they're from Quebec. And yeah. uh, But he's now back in Quebec, you know, just based on COVID before they go back to Bali. And uh, so uh, Pierre joins us uh, time and time again. So yeah, we, we welcome French people. Uh, okay. Open well, arms, you know. You know? <laughs> you know what they say, French lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> going back to uh, um, what you said earlier, um, I could imagine that living in a condo in an apartment building must be more uh, restraining. I mean, I'm lucky I live in a condo, but it's a kind of side-by-side -side type of condos, you know, next to each mm -hmm. other. And also what has been very helpful for me is that I have access to a swimming pool, which is part mm. of the condo complex. So I can go out and uh, get some sun every day, read a book, you know, be out there and get some vitamin Ds from that. Yeah. How, how does condo life in your situation affects you? Uh, I guess it would be slightly more difficult. Normally, it's not a problem, but uh, our, our strata and most stratas, actually, um, from what I understand with the people that I know that also live, in, not only in our area, but similar areas in Canada, uh, a lot of them follow government guidelines and close the common areas. Uh, so mm -hmm. as an example, like our gym has been closed since the whole group restrictions uh, rolled out. So we still don't have access to those facilities. So because now we don't have any of these common areas open, we really just have our condo, like our, our, our unit. And that's yeah. that's where life happens other than walking through the main lobby, past the concierge whenever we want to come and go. Uh, so we don't have those those options. So, you know, that's why I do more workouts in my home. I don't I don't even have the option to go to the gym here and and I use the stairwell, you know. I I've made do. I've made I, I've just figured out a way to do it. Like, like I tell everybody, there's always a way to to adapt, you know. Mm -hmm. there, there's never a point where it really gets to this like, well, I have no options. I, I believe we always have options. It's the nice thing about once you understand how fitness works, your body is the best piece of equipment you were ever given. And uh, you got it till the day you move on to that next journey, you know? So look after it and, and use it and use it wisely yeah. while you have it. So, you know, and I don't have the luxury of having an equipment at home. I've got some very basic stuff like tubing bands, mats, and rollers, you know, just really basic functional portable accessory type equipment. I, right. I don't have the luxury to have any extra stuff. So, you know, you, you make 
use of what you got. And, uh, and that's exactly what I've done. So I've had to adapt how I train. Um, and, you know, it, it's always challenging because I really like my CrossFit as well. You know, I, I've been CrossFitting since 2007 and it's become something that I just enjoy. And I like that training modality and especially the weight training. Uh, yeah. So not having that outlet has been challenging, you know, right. um, but, but I'm excited because I, I can, the gym that I train at, they opened up and uh, they're having small classes and I've hired a coach there. I'm going to do some one-on-one sessions with him, you know, for the next few months and start getting back into that kind of routine. And so I'm really excited about that. And that's why I hope that, you know, the trend continues that we're relaxing some of the restrictions because I'd hate for it to come back and all of a sudden get into a routine again and be like, well, shutting those down again, you know, back home. And uh, so I, I'm trying to create more of a hybrid lifestyle that allows me to do stuff at home, but also complement it with some strength training. And, and, and again, right. I'm just adapting as it goes, as it happens and uh, not, not giving up, you know, because I think yes. just back to the condo conversation, it's really easy for me to use that either as an excuse not to do something or I say, well, this is my situation right now. What do I have the opportunity to, to work into that or adapt to, to allow me to still prioritize my, my fitness and my well-being? And so I've had to adapt and I figured it out. Everybody can do this. Like it's not yeah, yeah. rocket science, you know. And, but you but yeah, just going through the process. You're still, you're still allowed to go outside and run yes. and go to the parks yeah. and do things like that. So it's correct. It's still okay. I, I mean, do a lot weather. of walking. A lot of walking. Okay. I love audiobooks, so I, I have a habit of I'll try to get out for at least an hour walk every day. I have a beautiful route. We have the Vancouver seawall. We, we were a block away from that. So it's just a wonderful little walk, you know, and uh, so I'll, I'll often uh, walk for a half an hour, and then I know i got to turn around and go back. <laughs> so yeah. I, I go as far as I can in a half an hour and then come back, and uh, I listen to an audiobook. So I'm, I'm – I've really enjoyed that aspect, but uh, social distancing is really uh, respected, uh, which is right. fortunate for us in the parks. And uh, yeah, um, you're absolutely right. We, it's not like we're, we're homebound and told we can't leave our houses. We, we do have the opportunity right. to leave, at least where I live. And obviously it sounds like where you live as well, you have that option. Right, right. So uh, no, no, no condo fever. Yeah, no. Well, it, the, the saving grace for us, and I think we're in a bit of a different situation because we've been traveling for five years, and the first couple years of our travel was North American based, and we used an SUV f as our way of getting around. Yeah. Uh, so we spent a lot of time as a family of four in very close quarters. <laughs> you know, so so actually for us, you know, the condo is actually quite a bit of space. You know, we, we've yeah. got a compared to being you know stuck in an SUV doing a road trip from point right. A to B to C, uh, this is nice. You know, we're not living out of suitcases mm -hmm. anymore. We actually have rooms. Uh, right. So there's, you know, we, comparatively, we, we've got perspective on what it's like not to have the kind of space that we have. And, and so, we, you know, we make the best of what we got. And we've, we've been in smaller situations, so to speak. And uh, So you didn't, you didn't travel with an RV? You uh, just... No. Uh, just, no. We had an SUV already. We didn't want to okay. incur the cost of because we weren't actually sure. We we had no agenda when we started traveling. We didn't have any plan. We just, right. we, you know, we're slow travelers, so we just go based on what we're feeling and who we're meeting and, and what's going on. And and so we just took our time and so we, we packed up the SUV. Whatever didn't fit, we just gave away and uh, away we went. You know, and right. uh, but now we're back and we're still minimalist. So our you know, if you were to see your condo, it's rather sparse. Like everything serves a purpose, a multifunction, mm. you know, especially when it comes to furniture and how we set things up. We're, we're just minimalists and, and yeah. we're going to maintain that because I, I like that the, the mental health it provides me by just limiting collection of stuff 
that especially yeah, yeah. stuff that really doesn't serve us a purpose other than yeah. being stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been something that we've adapted to and uh, we love it. So it, it definitely provides us a little bit of, because ah, I know a lot of people have been spending time on decluttering their homes during this period of time yes. or, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, renovating that spare room now to make an office space or a, a home gym. And so it's been really neat seeing how people have adapted their dwellings uh, mm -hmm. to, to make it, so they they enjoy them more, right? And uh, yeah. and I think a lot of people have adapted this this idea of minimalizing things and, and decluttering. <laughs> you know, yeah. decluttered home, decluttered space. I find begets a decluttered mind. You know, <laughs> and uh, mm. so I, I definitely adhere to that. I've definitely um, not done much to my place as far as that's yeah. concerned, but. I did uh, clear up a space to do my yoga class uh, ah, cool. uh, once a week. My, our teacher is teaching online mm -hmm. uh, using Facebook, and uh, so I have a, I have created a little yoga space so I can I can do it without. Uh, the only thing is my cat always interested to join me, and she gets in the way. So otherwise, ah. <laughs> it'll be fine. So. Um, uh, can you tell us, I understand you have some new project that you are launching. Could you explain those projects? Oh, sure. Well, you know, the, the Mentorship Monday is a passion project. I've really enjoyed that and that will continue and, and can, yeah, well, for as long as I, I, I don't see myself ever stopping it is where I'm going with that one. So I, I always welcome people that are, especially men, if they want to learn about that, reach out and we can have a conversation about you coming and hanging out with us. And, uh, but on the business side, you know, I, I specifically the business to consumer side of what I do, um, I still work with clients and, uh, I recognized about a year ago, I, I, I'd gained a lot of personal experience, especially when I turned 40 and I started, you know, I'm 43 now and, and, it was an interesting age because I just noticed that things were shifting, you know, to, to, to take, a, you know, the concept from uh, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, he's got a book called The Shift. And, you know, it's an interesting state because, you know, that clock that's on the wall, I realized, well, it's not necessarily counting up anymore. It's starting to count down potentially, right? I, I like to think I'll yeah. live to be 120. But, but, you know, you just look at data, you look at statistics, you look at the average lifespan for a male uh, born in the time I was born, living where I live. And it's like, oh, I, I could potentially be over the halfway point, you know? And again, knock on wood, that's not the case. And I live a certain lifestyle that allows me to live a long, healthy life. But you start to look at things a bit differently. You know, and also my kids, there are barometers of time that I look at every day. They're 15 and 17 now. I'm like, geez, you don't slow down. So that just means I'm getting older, you know. And uh, so I started to realize that, you know, there's a lot of other men out there, especially as they hit 35 to 55. There's a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes happening, a lot of shifts happening, especially fathers. And uh, so I put together a, a system to support them, you know, with fitness, nutrition, mindset. It's really life coaching at its finest. <laughs> uh, and it's called the dad body project is what I, what I called it. And it, it's been a lot of fun. I really like, but it's what I've been doing for myself to maintain my own health, my well-being, uh, my, my mental health, spiritual health. And, and so it's a, it's a one-on-one -on -one program that I work with these dads, go deep with them, help them really get clear on what they want to accomplish and the results they want to create in life. 
uh, as well as profession. And uh, we just have some fun together. You know, it's, it's a, it sort of starts as a 12-week journey, but then it carries on depending on where they want to go from there. And uh, so, yeah, that's been, that's got me really excited. So uh, thanks for asking me that, by the way, because uh, it's been going for a year. I did just sort of a year of trial and, and soft uh, launches and some smaller groups working with them. And But now I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay, I got this, you know, and so uh, it's all been word of mouth, though. You know, it's just other guys referring other guys based on the results they're getting, and I, I love that kind of referral because, well, yes. you know, it's, well, know, it's cheap marketing, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it speaks for itself, you know. And another yeah. guy gets the results, people see that, and they're like, "Well, what'd you do?" Well, here's the guy, go talk to him, you know. And I'm like, "Whoa, hey, how are you doing?" You know, so uh, that's been a lot of fun. Good, good, good for you, yeah. Mark. Your turn. <laughs> Mark, it does. It does help if I unmute myself, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Makes life work better. Sure. Um, before we go any further, Di, I mean, that's that's you shared. You shared a lot already. Um, so obviously, yeah. people may want to follow up on that. Where can they find out more about you and what you do? Well, the, you know. I like to think my parents were visionaries and uh, they, they could tell that there was going to be search engines one day because uh, my name's rather SEO friendly. It's a unique name. Dies Welsh for David and Manuel's a Portuguese last name. It's rather common. But when you put the two together, it's pretty unique. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the saving grace is every social media platform I've ever joined, no one's ever had my name. So uh, I'm really easy to connect with. But I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. And I always tell people, you know, like, gosh, I love these types of conversations. So simply sending me a direct message or posting on a, you know, a share that I put out there and just saying, hey, Di, I'm, you know, I heard you on a podcast and I just want to say hello and, and talk, you know, like I'm game. I'm here. I, I'm an army of one. So I always tell people like it, it, there's no bots, there's no automations, there's no, you know, uh, automatic reply when you send something. It, it's me. Uh, so just give me a little bit of grace and realize if I don't respond right away, I, I usually get back to people within about two business days is uh, sort of my grace, my period I give myself. And uh, But yeah, I'm always game for the conversation. So just die Manuel. Just search that and you will find me. Okay, and I think you've got diamanwell.com as well, I think. Yeah, you bet, you bet. And yeah. about 1,500 articles on there now. It's all lifestyle-based, fitness, nutrition, mindset, uh, just content. Uh, and I always tell people, you know, it's a great place to begin. Type in a subject in the subject search, and uh, you'll probably find a piece of content about it. <laughs> and uh, it's always a nice place to begin their journey. Excellent, excellent. Um, now, we've been sort of loosely skirting around the sort of the COVID situation. But, yeah, uh, yeah. The media is promising us a second wave mm -hmm. uh, at some point in the future. Um, and I think they're sort of going to pick, uh, you know, sort of the, uh, the next flu season is going to be when it's going to come back. Right. What are you advising people to do in order to prepare for that? Well, the social distancing, I think, is important you know, um, within reason, uh, you know, obviously like us participating in that rally, uh, my daughter and I, we took some precautions and we, you know, we had masks on, we took uh, sanitizer, like we were very cautious, but still, it, you know, if I recognize there was a risk there, you know, mm. there was, there's a risk, uh, but we felt it was a very important thing for us to participate in. It was not something that was going to be recurring and, uh, you know, we wanted to show our support. So yeah. we made that decision. Uh, but I think when we start looking at life and, and specifically in our circumstance and we're thinking about life and our biggest concern is kids going back to school, you know, because that's obviously big groups. Uh, we know that anybody that's had kids know that 
especially around flu season. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I just got over the flu. Man, they brought me another one, you know, and uh, it, it's, that's where I see, and especially for parents, and that's where our concerns are lying is, is that reintegration back into school. And, and how is that going to be managed by the school boards, uh, by the healthcare systems to support it? And, and so that's where our biggest concerns are because of our kids and, and the environment they'll be in and them bringing that home to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then becoming the carriers or the transfer of, of the, the potential COVID virus. But again, I don't know. Uh, and I'm just being honest with you. I don't know, but we'll continue to do what we can for ourselves and continue living our lifestyle the way we do, being very focused on the kind of foods that we eat, how we move our bodies, and what we do to manage stress and our, our and to really ensure that we have a uh, you know, a healthy mental outlook on things yeah. and, and, uh, you know, knock on wood that continues to allow us to, to progress the way we've been progressing and, mm-hmm. and not feeling so isolated alone and, uh, just unsure of the future. You know, we're, yeah. we are perpetually optimistic and we're also, we have a, a, a sprinkle of realism in there and we, we recognize that the news may not be hundred percent accurate and, so we try to do our due diligence to to learn as much as we can from reputable sources and make a decision based on that. And that's all I can, you know, invite others to consider is mm. is taking a similar approach. And I'd rather play it safe than take risks that could potentially lead to further complications. And that's simply because of my compromised immune system. You know, I'm in mm. a bit of a you know, my hematologist often jokes, you could just live in a bubble. And I'm like, no, <laughs> even though I kind of feel like I've been living in a bubble the last four months, staying in my condo, right? But uh, yeah. it, it's at least condo with a few luxuries, you know, versus living yeah. in a plastic bubble. But uh, I, I feel for those that have compromised immune systems for sure, because there's a lot of uncertainty, right? And uh, you, you sometimes have to go off what you've been provided and what the government's feeding us. And uh, I do question, is that 100% true? Especially with that, like I brought up earlier, that CDC report about, man, our numbers are way off and we've been reporting the wrong numbers. I'm like, dude, you are supposed to be a reputable source that we can count on. So it makes me wonder, you know, at these different layers or different arms of government, do they actually know what the hell's going on? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. Who do I believe, right? So I've got to be... I often think about Socrates, right? I think it was Socrates. Was it Aristotle? Basically, he always wanted to prove that he wasn't the smartest, so he'd often ask people questions, and they would reaffirm them that, oh, okay, you know, that, that Socratic method, that idea of always asking questions, and uh, and then questioning the sources and how did they come about that answer? Yeah. And I think not taking things for granted and, and for face value is a safe approach. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my approach as we head into the fall, especially. Mm. Now, and as you're a city dweller, um, and I know that you are someone who, who likes to eat organ- organic where you can, yeah. Um, how are you managing to get organic foods? The market's been pretty good. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of issues, especially when COVID first started in Canada, because uh, we have a lot of government arms that would often subsidize local farmers and some of the larger producers, uh, farmers as well. And because of logistics and the way the infrastructure was affected, there was a lot of waste being created, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't, it, it was like all of a sudden we had this this excess demand that used to go out to all the markets and to all these different channels, specifically the service industry, the restaurant industry, because they weren't buying stuff, you know, because yeah. their restaurants were closed. So it, it was just an interesting thing to see, especially the news reports was showing all the foods being thrown away because they just 
you know, they continued producing the way they were and uh, they didn't have enough outlets to, to, to deliver the foods to. Um, so we've been fairly fortunate that we've had pretty good access to foods. We're a block away from a couple of different markets, so we have options. And uh, we also have a wonderful delivery service called Spud Delivery here in Vancouver, which delivers organic foods right to your door. They've maintained their services. And uh, so that's been a, a real helpful op option as well. And, and so we've been pretty fortunate. You know, we, we haven't gone to a point where we haven't had access. And, and I feel for people that live in communities or, or, or in countries where that access has become heavily constricted or limited. And uh, we, you know, knock on wood, we've been very fortunate that where we are, we haven't had to, to, to deal with that reality yet. Well, that's good. That's good. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, you've managed to adapt um, the way you live your life uh, using the stairwell, for instance, and so forth. Yeah. Um, can you share sort of some of the ways that you've, you've done that? I mean, are you hanging on to the banisters and doing pull-ups and that type of thing? Or? No, you, you know, that's the one piece I've really been missing. But the way I've sort of worked around that is, you know, if you get exercise tubes and you get a doorway attachment, you can start to simulate some of the, because uh, unfortunately our mantles uh, or doorways, they don't support chin-up bars. Like they just, it wouldn't work, especially for me, I'm like 210 pounds and one. Uh, it's just not really a very safe setup <laughs> and because uh, i also have a trx and i've got nowhere to put that you know mm. and uh so there's there's some limitations there um but i've adapted you, you know like even my whole life fitness manifesto i've got a, a program myself i put out to, for people it's just body weight based movements 15 minutes a, a day and really simple plug and play you got enough room to throw a towel on the ground you've got enough room to work out you know and mm. i invite people to do that like if you know, Alan, Alan, you, you got a yoga mat, you know, you put the yoga mat down, you can do a full yoga routine just in that one little space. So this idea that we don't have enough space to exercise or work out, I think is, I know people do. And I push back on that one a lot. I'm like, well, you have a kitchen table, right? You have a couch. Yeah. Can you push the couch up against the wall? Oh yeah, I guess I could. Well, you got enough room to put a towel down. You got enough room to exercise. So get over it. You know, like, so I'm a little bit pushy at times like that. And uh, again, being someone that's going to walk the talk, uh, I, I adhere to the same yeah. and uh just i've adapted i do the things that i can do in the space that i have and yeah. uh my goodness there's a lot of people producing great content right now so you just go on youtube you type in you know 10 minute workout body weight workout you are going to get hundreds and hundreds of video options so there's really no limits to, to the accessibility right now um, unless you just don't have the internet but most internet providers especially here in canada they're they're they've been giving like no, no caps on internet bandwidth and uh, even in some cases they're they're providing communities with, with free internet because they were it's their way of giving back right like yeah. these these telecom companies and uh so it's been again i'm speaking from canadian perspective uh, i don't know enough about the rest of the world but where i'm at you know things have been okay well where canada goes the rest of the world follows oh. <laughs> I, I wish that was the case <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, if they did, they'd all, all the rest of the world would be so nice. Well, yeah, and uh, we, we definitely live by our saris, don't we? So, uh, <laughs> we, we do indeed. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Now, now obviously, it's, it's not just our physical health that um, this whole episode has been affecting. It's been our financial health as well. Yeah, right. Um, now, that's, for many people, if they've lost their jobs, that's going to cause a huge amount of upset. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is going to spill over into sort of their mental health, their emotional health, their physical yeah. health as well. What would you suggest people in that situ 
in, in sort of a jobless situation can do in order to, to remain positive and uh, keep going the best they can. Well, it's a tough one. I'll tell you, like in February, like I told you, my business saw a massive shift, you know, and income like was cut off at the knees kind of thing. And uh, it, it created a, a, quite a bit of stress and some angst for me, obviously. And we were fortunate that my wife continued to work. Um, so that gave us uh, flexibility, but also confidence that we, we knew we had a certain amount of income coming in every month. Now, it wasn't what we were accustomed to, but it was enough that we could adapt. But also the government did step up, you know, and I saw they, they've been trying in the States as well. Obviously, their numbers are, are 10 times the volume of what we have in Canada, and it's a little bit different. But the Canadian government, I got to give them mad props, you know, and, and, and really acknowledge them. They, they've done a great job at, at supporting people, especially those that have become unemployed. And um, uh, again, I, I don't know what the repercussions will be long term. I see what they're saying. You know, uh, you know, you just can't keep giving money, even though they are, uh, that will have a repercussion later. But for the meantime, and for those that are, are in it right now, there, there are options. Um, and then it's also just getting really honest with your situation. It, what's been really cool is like, even with ours, we have a car payment. Well, we called up the car lease company. We, we explained the situation. You know, my income pretty much gone. We have only so much coming in with for my wife. They, they've given us reprieve, you know. They've said, okay, well, we'll just tack that on to the end of the agreement. And so for the next few months, we don't have a car payment. Same with the insurance provider. You know, we, we're paying a certain amount, but they, they helped out. The credit card companies, they're waiving the interest right now, you know. And, and so there's, there's options. A lot of people are stepping up. You know, a lot of companies are recognizing this is a very unique situation. And I, I like to think that they're trying to do the best, or, or I should say the right thing. And uh, I, I can't speak for other countries, but I definitely know what I've experienced in Canada has been fairly positive. You know, I, I have friends that are very, have a different perspective and, and fair enough. But from my own perspective, we've, we've been able to navigate it and uh, we're doing what we can. Um, but we've also simplified our lifestyle, right? We're not eating out anymore. We're not having a lot of these external expenses that we used to have. And, mm -hmm. and so we've really just tightened up the belt, so to speak watched how we spend our money and uh, are, are being a lot more frugal for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to use only cash where we can, you know, not rely on credit cards if we can't help it, but you know, they're there and, and sometimes we have to, and uh, yeah. we're, we're grateful we have that option, but we're also grateful that the credit card company is not going to ding us a whole pile of interest over this period if we can't make a payment, you know? Hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's sort of the thought on that. But um, again, I'm not a financial planner. I, I, all I can speak to is my own personal experience. And uh, I don't know if that, what I shared there makes sense or resonates, but uh, there are options, but we have to not give in to the fear, which I did for those first couple of weeks. There was a lot of fear, a lot of concerns. Uh, my wife's a very good realist and she brings me down off the ledge, so to speak. And, uh, you know, we just got really clear, you know, created a spreadsheet, looked at our outgoing expenses, really got clear on where are we financially right now. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to know where you're at. If you don't know where you're at, it's really hard to figure out where you got to go or what you need to do to right the ship, as they say. And uh, mm -hmm. so that was a great exercise for us, was getting really clear on that. I was yeah. wondering, do you involve your girls in those decisions or do you keep it? Yep. Uh, we do after we've talked. We have to talk first, and uh, then we, we bring the kids into it and explain the situation. But they're also 15 and 17, and they're of a certain maturity, and they've got a really good grasp on things. And uh, But we're also very open with them, and we share what we're going, what's going on, you know, and we, we, we talked about that. And a lot of our outgoing expenses were for them and their extracurriculars, and they recognize, well, all those things stopped. 
You know, like there's right. no good, not gonna be any summer camp this summer. You know, like my one daughter actually just got a job, her first job. You know, service industry is starting to open up. They need to train staff for the coming season, and uh, she got a job. You know, so she's which I'm impressed by because yeah, there's a lot of people that have lost jobs or, or, or don't have work yet, and she's been fortunate enough to, to pick up something. And uh, mm -hmm. so I know she's got a lot of gratitude for that. We have a lot of gratitude and. Because we're thinking post-secondary education, and we've taken a lot of time right now to be researching grants and opportunities for her to potentially apply for for subsidies or whatnot. And so we're taking a very proactive approach. We've recognized, well, our incomes have been heavily compromised. I don't know where it's going to be like a year from now. She's going to want to go to post-secondary. Well, here's the situation, Chardonnay. Mm. You know, do you want to be involved? In this? Do you want to do this? And and she stepped up. You know, so I, you know, kudos to her. She's taking a very mature approach to this and, and uh, doing her part as well. And, uh, but for younger kids, I, I think it's on a case-to-case -case situation. I don't think I can give you a blanket answer that says, oh, well, here's what you do if you have kids under the age of five. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I, that's not my area to speak, and I don't know how other people raise their kids. So it's, it's really hard to comment on that. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing that a lot of people have found is they've got a lot of time. And yeah, some people have been using yeah. that time to create things. Have you been doing that? Have you got another book in the works, even if it's only yeah. in your head for the moment? Yeah, I've been, I've been creating quite a bit of content and uh, just putting a lot more blog articles out. Um, my newsletter list, I, I've been actively pursuing growing that and, and putting out some new free content to, to, to entice people to sign up for my email list you know those lead magnets as they call them and uh so that's been fun and also just being a little bit uh my, my emails i've been relying less on automations and campaigns and doing more in the moment type of email um broadcasts and based on some of the personal experiences i'm noticing some things i'm finding helpful on my journey to navigate the situation we're in and i've noticed that my my readers my subscribers uh people i'm connected with online they're resonating a lot with the messaging i'm, I'm putting out there and uh again my, my approach is always like can i offer more content that inspires motivates educates but also can do it in a light or a fun way and, and if i can adhere to those filters i feel like i'm doing a good job you know, yeah. I feel fulfilled. Uh, I, like I said, right at the beginning, you know, uh, the news on the negative, I'm going to let them own that. That's, that's not my space to comment. I, I acknowledge it. Uh, and that's, uh, it's okay with me. You know, I'm not a news outlet and I'm not here to report on the global uh, pandemic that we find ourselves in, but mm. I will share how we're navigating it. You, you know, we, we, we live a show versus uh, tell kind of lifestyle. You know, we'd rather use social media as a way to show what we're doing, what we're experiencing, how we're navigating things. And if people resonate with that, great. If they don't, that's okay too. No problem. It's all good. This is just what's working for us. And we also share what's not working for us. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Just out of interest, do you have your current book to hand? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, woohoo, right here. The, the Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's on Amazon and most bookstores. And uh, it's just, it's a really simple program, you know? Yeah. It's uh, 28 days, 30 minutes a day. So 2% every 24 hours, you invest in your self-care. It's 15 minutes of movement with purpose, body weight-based exercises, five minutes of mindful meditation, 10 minutes of personal development. I give you a full 28-day routine, and uh, it's just really a Kickstarter for people. I always tell them. I have people say, well, I only have to do 30 minutes a day, and I'm like, well, it's the least that you deserve. <laughs> you know, like, come on. You should be able to tell me you're important enough that you're going to, you know, commit 30 minutes a day to your health and well-being. You know, yeah. like, non-negotiable. Like, you deserve that because 
like I, I tell a lot of people, I'm like, I haven't found a career that people are willing to pay me to to work out. You know, like if I could have been a pro athlete, maybe I would have liked that. But I don't have any jobs that say, you know what, we want you to focus on your health care or your self-care and health care or preventative care so much that we were going to pay you for it. I'm like, I, I haven't found that situation yet. So that being said, well, who does prioritize self-care? The only person I could do is the person themselves. And, and so I really want to throw the accountability and, and that commitment back on the individual and say, listen, you got to prioritize you because no one else is going to do it for you, you know, and uh, and you deserve it. So I, I put together a, just a really simple system. I even give it away for free online. My publisher hates when I say that, but uh, I've shared the link with you guys before. But join WLFM.com. It's all free. My wife and I do the workouts with you. We have YouTube videos. We guide you through 15-minute routine, and we'll do the meditation with you if you want. Like, we, we've tried to handle every possible objection that people will have, and it's because I've been in the health and fitness space for 25 years. I've heard it all. <laughs> you know, I've heard every excuse out there, and so I've just gone about handling every objection and, and breaking down those walls, and you know, price is always one, and I was like, well, here it is. It's free. What's next? Come on, keep bringing them, you know? <laughs> and uh, so it, it's there. And uh, yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to mention that. And what was that website, WL? Yeah, join WLFM.com. And uh, that's just, the, I've created a shorter URL. Or you just go to diamondwell.com and it's right there. Join the free 28-day challenge. Uh, I've got a link on the top of my uh, the, the, the search bar. So uh, it doesn't matter. Either resource, people will find it, or they can type the long name, wholelifefitnessmanifesto.com, but that's a much longer URL, harder to remember typically. So uh, I got the shorter version. Well, you see, I mean, you're looking out for people even there, so they don't have to spend yeah, so much time. Yeah. <laughs> Try to make it easy, you know, uh, but or at least simple. Simple, but maybe it's not always so easy. You know, it's easy for me in my own mind, but uh, I've realized that sometimes the way I look at things isn't necessarily how everybody else looks at things. So uh, trying to be more aware of that and, and think more like the person that's coming versus uh, myself, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, again, you, you've shared a huge amount today already. Oh, um, is Great there anything questions. that, you know... We should have asked you and we didn't. No, you know what? This, I mean, I always enjoy connecting with you guys. I love the content you're putting out. And uh, I, I think this is such a timely conversation. And I haven't seen a lot of people having these types of conversations, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it, really, not, not much at all. Or, or it's very short. It'd be like one question addressing, you know, hmm. the situation. So I, I'm really, I found a lot of value in today because I haven't honestly had a lot of time to reflect on this, you know? And so you've, you've put me in a position where I've had to reflect and... and <laughs> actually think about it and uh because i i guess you know i'm just living my life my family's living my life we're just day to day and and, and i realize i may take some of that for granted you know some of the things some of the choices that we've made and uh so i, I thank you for for asking the questions that you did and, and giving me this opportunity to reconnect but uh no, yeah, mark great mark can take all the credit for it he came up with it. <laughs> Love you guys. High I'm five just following. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, right. high five. <laughs> so, um, are you ready for the closing? Sure. Anything else to add? None. No. That was you awesome. Just, you just thank did. you. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you very much, and uh, thank you again for coming on the local paleo show. And uh, as we say in Texas, à votre santé, y'all. <laughs> I like that. I love the y'all. <laughs> so good. Well, to your health as well. And uh, listen, guys, stay healthy, stay happy.